Welcome to Sustain This, a podcast where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, a sustainable stylist. And I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, or whatever floats your boat, and join us in the conversation. Let's go! Yay! Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the no buy challenge. So a no buy, if you've never heard of it, is essentially a no spend challenge. I think we've all participated in one at one time or another. Um, That's kind of what even started growing my own channel, doing my own no buy challenge. So it's essentially, so a no spend or a no buy is essentially eliminating all unnecessary spending from your budget and only spending on the essentials. You can also do something called a low buy where you set limitations on your spending around certain categories, whether it be clothes, makeup, takeout, You can essentially do a no buy or a low buy for any category in your budget. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about if a no buy or a low buy can change your shopping habits. So what do you guys think? Uh, Yeah, Um, (laughs) I think it definitely can if it's done like from the right perspective. I just have to say, Christina, you're the one, like, I I learned about your channel because of low buy. Like, that's how I found you. <laughs> so I feel like you, you're you just, like, the queen of low buy, uh, no buy challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even did a video together, I think it was last year, that, yeah. where we kind of go over, like, pros, cons about low buys and kind of some of the biggest lessons that we learned doing that. And you made me really aware of something, which was, I think, from my perspective, like when I when I first approached it, I did it as a way to punish myself, not directly, but that was kind of my approach to start off with, because I love fashion. I've worked with fashion for almost like 10 years now, and it's a huge like passion for me. And just learning that, you know, fashion, the production of fashion and consumption of fashion is destroying our environment that was like the easiest place for me to then focus a low buy to say okay I know I consume a lot of new fashion pieces that's definitely where I can do something and be more mindful and really bring down my consumption so I think I did it because I knew I was buying too much and then kind of indirectly it became sort of a way to punish myself to say okay well I've bought way too much this year I'm gonna do a low buy now as a way to kind of offset that Mm -hmm. and I think Of course, you know, you can learn something from it, but I think it's not necessarily the best way to approach it. Like it's kind of like what we talked about in the previous episode, that the goal becomes the thing like that you focus on rather than learning to appreciate what it means to spend less and buy less things and all of the good things that come with that. It it becomes more focused on just like not buying anything or not, you know, yeah, just bringing down your your consumption, which, you know, again, it sounds great, but in theory, like, is that something you can sustain in the long run? Um, mm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, what do you do when you have to buy something, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. 
So yeah, for me, I definitely learned something because it made me aware like uh, last year, like I've done two challenges I had in 2020. We did like a hashtag uh, 2020, we have plenty, which was more of a low buy. Mm -hmm. And then last year I did nothing new 22, which was really more of a no buy. Um, I did end up buying a few pieces, but you know, you can kind of make up your own rules, I think. But um, and I think I did really good. Like, I think I definitely made myself proud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, it's. I think it's all about like the way you start and what what mindset you have when you start. It's it's just really important. Totally agree. Yeah, Lisa, what do you think? I um, I think it depends on who you are and how you learn and how like it, it, depending on how much you know yourself, like if you're the type of person who those detox things work, as long as you know, it's for a short period of time, then I think that's great. Uh, then like, go for it. They can be really good for me personally. I tried a, a no buy and I was like, total fail. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, for me, what works like I, and I knew that going in, to be honest, like I'm not someone who can work with like, uh, extremes. Like I'm very much like, uh, everything in like moderation, like mm -hmm. a little bit here, a little bit there and that, 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 whatever. And I find what helped the most in terms of changing my spending that was perhaps the most akin to a low buy or no buys, Christina, how you have that like tracker, like you track your purchases. Um, uh, that to me, played a, a better role in terms of learning like oh shit like I do shop more or like I have been shopping more than I should maybe that was more of a, a learning and an eye-opening experience than the the no buy was for me because the no buy just made me focus we talked about this in the last episode the no buy just made me focus on the fact that I couldn't shop and that made mm. me sad <laughs> so I was like, I've never thought about how sad not being able to shop is before. And I wasn't shopping. So whereas the, I loved that, that tracker idea. Cause then it's, it's so much more pragmatic. You're not, yeah. you're not forcing anything on yourself. You're not focusing on the lack. Um, Cause I find focusing on, on what you lack it is not, at least for me, it's not an effective learning tool or an effective method yeah. for behavior change. For me, it's focusing on what you have. Mm. And I was doing that already before a low buy so or no buy. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, I love the idea of the tracker too, because it's a, it's you're more honest with yourself. Like in, in many cases, we probably think we do better than we actually do. And that way you can mm -hmm. actually see, am I actually doing better or am, is it just the same? Yeah. Um, and so like yeah. the, how many times you wear a piece, like for me, yeah. that, was, that was, that's the best. I'll put that. Yeah. I think that's so good. Yeah. I think a no buy is great if you feel like you need a kind of detox, like to take mm -hmm. a break from that consumption and to sort of reset your baseline, um, talking about dopamine again, Yes, to, to reset your baseline, sort of uh, your levels, because um, it almost teaches you to find pleasure in other things, again, in the smaller things, in the little things. But I completely agree with you, Sina. Um, when I 
like sometimes I like if I go back and watch my very first no buy video, I am like I get a little I get sad because I was so angry with myself the first time I did it. And it's because I um you know, I knew I was I was in <clears throat> I was like constantly worried about money. I was in at the time about 80 to $90,000 in student loan debt, but also just like shopping constantly to cope with the fact that I had debt and it would just create this spiral of worrying about money, going shopping to soothe that worry and then doing it all over again. And so at that time when I posted that video, it was like such a rock bottom moment for me and I was just so fed up and angry with myself. So I definitely started that no buy as kind of a response of one extreme to using another. And, um, but at the time I really did feel like I needed it because I just felt like I was just so, like it was just so bad. Mm -hmm. So I really needed to create like a hard stop and just short circuit that behavior. Um, but I agree that you can't, you can't punish yourself into, into good habits and good behavior change. And I agree that if you focus on the fact, if you focus on everything you can't have, it becomes very hard. So when I realized that I could shift my focus to, yes, I'm not shopping, but I have a closet stuffed to the brim with clothes. I don't even know what's in there. Um, so I used that no buy time to start decluttering and to start seeing what I had in my wardrobe, to start seeing what I liked. And that I found was really, really helpful. So focusing not so much on the stuff, but not focusing so much on the stuff that you can't have, but focusing on what you're gaining by doing this challenge. Maybe you're gaining more time. If it's your wardrobe, maybe you're gaining um, a better sense of your personal style and your taste and what you like. If it's financial, you're, you're definitely gaining some money back. You're diverting those funds to that would otherwise have been spent on things that you probably even forgot that you ordered, um, to other things like debt to, uh, you know, to other places in your budget, to savings, to saving up for a vacation, to investing. So, I think it's a great challenge to get an understanding of where you're at from a yeah. financial perspective, from a consumption perspective, and even from just like a relationship with yourself. I think that's great. But if you find that the detox and that sort of extreme cutoff is not for you and you just know yourself, then I think setting boundaries and limitations around that spending via a no buy is just as powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I I kind of relate to, you know, yeah, looking back and being like, okay, maybe it was a little, went a little bit too far. It was, again, like a way to punish myself for, from, for my like um, spending habits at the time. And I did definitely learn, like you said, Christina, uh, last year, I kind of took it that step further. So the first year I did it, I did sort of a low buy. I had like a limitation of pieces I could buy, whereas Nothing New 22 was my way of trying to really like cut off all the, like cut out all of the excess. I didn't, I think I did end up buying around 10 pieces, most of which were secondhand. 
So I did buy some things along the way. And to me, that was a huge step because I like I back in the day, I would buy like 20 new pieces per month, like on a good in a good month, Mm -hmm. like you like just frivolously buy fast fashion pieces and not even care about it. And so to me, that was like a big deal. Um, I will say I did learn a lot about my own style last year, like um, especially postpartum, like I feel like didn't take time to digest, like getting back to work new requirements that I had for my clothing or that I have for my clothing now that I have a toddler and I get spilled on constantly like (laughs) it's it's I I needed some time to kind of process all that and figure out what requirements do I have for my clothing now that I didn't have before um and I definitely feel like uh I learned a lot of things about my own style by taking that break um although like by the end of the year I was really sick of it like I you know I was really looking forward to like I I discovered some gaps in my wardrobe which I think that's also great like it's you take more time to actually think before you buy something Mm -hmm. um and I kind of learned that I can take even more than just a couple of days or a week like I can wait months before I buy something because if it's something I really want you know then I will still want it at that when that time comes. Um, I've discovered, you know, with some of the things I kept a wish list last year, like some of the things I had on my wish list by the start of the year, I completely deleted those by the end yep. of the year, which is also a great discovery, right? That you you think you need all of these things and then you wait and you're like, well, actually, not really. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, that was a long ramble. No, no that was, great. That was <laughs> lovely. Would you say when both of you do like no buys, would you say that that time gives you like more mental space to identify like what your shopping triggers are and like that kind of like, did you, were you guys able to identify what your, what triggers shopping? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a lot. <laughs> um, so I do too. I've realized some too. things. It, so yeah, one is definitely social media. And mm. um, because I learned that a lot of a lot of what motivated me was uh, I'm a very, I'd say I'm fairly competitive. And um, but with that, you sort of compare yourself to, right? So I see something that some cool girl, someone I deemed a cool girl had. Now I want it and now I can have it it was a way for me to relate to them in like a parasocial way. Cause I remember like also the peak of like a lot of my shopping was, um, you know, like the, the, the makeup gurus of like 2016, 2017. I feel like before that, a lot of the thing you would see, like, you know, you would see what celebrities got like in their Oscar bags or like, this celebrity uses this and it felt really unattainable. But then when we started switching to influencers and creating relationships with them, um, like I remember it felt so cool to have the same like NARS highlighter as like one of my favorites had, you know, and it, it felt really accessible. And it, for me, it felt like I somehow was having a closer relationship to that person that I admired. Mm. Um, some other things is like, you know, boredom, productivity, or even mm. when I buy something now and it's like, if I buy something and I like it, I'm like, oh, now I really like this brand. I got to try more pieces from this brand. Like if you ever mm. have that. So there's a lot that um, I think it helps create a lot of awareness around it. And that really helps. 
but so much of it I'm, I find is emotional and the key is really creating that separation and just like allowing it to pass. So mm. doing things like using a wish list, putting it on a wish list or getting up, changing your environment, finding other things that you enjoy other than shopping, whether it be going for runs, going to the gym. Like right now I'm like super into the gym. So it's like, I'd rather be spending a lot of my time there than, you know, going out. But yeah, so there's lots of reasons why we shop. Um, And I think doing the no spend or the low buy challenge can, it helps you reflect on that, I think a little bit. Mm. Um, And if you view it from an opportunity, like if you view it as an opportunity to do that, then I think, you, I think it can help you keep going and motivate, Yeah, you know, com- seeing the challenge through. Mm. Yeah. I love that. You've convinced me to try again. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about doing a no-spend do September. We, we should talk do about the five. We, we, we talked about the, the five piece, like the, again, the British uh, Vogue article, like total of only five new pieces per year. Like maybe we yes. could do like our own spin on that kind of, like how can we do that? If that's mm-hmm. what everyone needs to do, how can we do it in a way that's actually enjoyable? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like I've been shopping a lot this year. So I'm just kind Me of too. like, um, yeah, I, I, at the beginning of the year, I put a 10 item limit and I got to say, I admit, I totally fucking forgot about it. I'm like, yeah. I'm closer to 15 now that I was <laughs> like, I had a 10 limit too, oh. but I'm like, 15 is probably do you count do you guys count the pieces that come in from sponsors as Um, like a purchase no yeah no me neither ah okay yeah i have like i have very little giftings already like even when i do class but yeah i usually let it off like because you know it's It's i know that for some people that doesn't make sense because i i wear the piece and i would you know could argue that I would buy it with my own money otherwise I wouldn't be doing the collaboration but it's that's right. a hard balance right when you're yeah. when it's your job I know we talked about it not becoming like an excuse to overconsume mm-hmm. from a from an influencer perspective not hiding behind yeah. well it's part of my job but um right. but I think um yeah. well yeah. I I mean I will admit back in the day too because when I don't really I don't accept a lot of PR or anything like that mm-hmm. um I mean with if if there's something with the sponsorship and course like you know we'll we'll take it and we'll use it um but i found to i don't get the same feeling when i get Mm. something when i'm not buying it with my own money like Mm. like i found um i used to get a lot of clothes and stuff like early in my uh content creation career and I would still want to shop on top of that because it just didn't feel the same. So there was something about spending the money and like shopping for it's uh, yeah. So there's, there's things that you can explore that you, I mean, that's a very like, I guess fairly unique take, but like think about if you get like freebies at uh, you know, conferences or whatever, like it's, um, it's fun to get it and we say yes, but there was some, there was something about spending my own money and like, the act of shopping that I still wanted. Mm. You're so right. Like in the last episode, it's so, you're so right. Cause you talked about like, you go, you buy the thing, then there's the anticipation of having it come. Like it's a whole Mm. experience. So that's, yeah, that makes total sense. Yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Alyssa, do you have any triggers? Like anything that 
will trigger you into buying something. <laughs> yes, my I've I've discovered that it's um like lo lon loneliness is a, probably mm -hmm. a big one. I think uh, especially loneliness and like proving something to myself because I never thought that I would this is very silly and maybe I shouldn't even say this, but for whatever reason, I never thought I would be as financially independent as I am now. And I think, I think a part of me is like little Alyssa being like, you can afford this. You can buy this, do it, buy it, like prove to yourself, like, look how cool this is. It just, mm -hmm. do you, so it's, it's very, they're very like, uh, yeah, they're very like, emotion obviously like all triggers i think are emotion but i loneliness and to prove my my self-worth through external validation are two of the biggest ones so mm -hmm. it's having to get get out of those is it's not easy <laughs> yeah yeah but but i think if you become aware i think that's the biggest i think awareness is like the best the the biggest yeah. thing that you can do for yourself would you yeah. say yeah mm, i yeah. think that and stepping away from perfectionism yeah um, mm. because a no spend challenge like no buy can be feel very all or none and yeah. then if it's like oh if i like what the one of the biggest things i see when we do no buy challenges like on my channels and that is oh, I failed. I'm gonna. So I went on a shopping spree. Or oh, this mm. like the big the big word is I failed already. Failed, failed, failed. And it's like it's what we really need to work to do is step away from that all or none thinking. Like if yeah. you bought something, it's okay. Like there's still tomorrow. We're still working on. Like it's a it's a difficult habit. It's it's a habit, and it's something that's really hard to break. And I think. Um, that all or none mentality is really hard because you can go that even if you do a no buy, let's say for a month and it's like, I started January 1st by February 1st, I'm going all out. I'm going from zero to a hundred and you go on the shopping spree. And I feel like that really misses the point. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh... Not to phrase the book again, Atomic Habits, but he talks a lot about repetition, not perfection. Like that's the important mm. thing. Like if you have a, if you slip, then that's fine. Yeah. But just get back. Like that's where you learn something, right? It's the same when you practice mindfulness and meditation. Your mind will yes. wander it, as it does, but mm -hmm. just get back. And that is what is going to improve and make you better at what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, d I definitely agree with you, Christina. Like this all or nothing mentality is also just in terms of, wanting to be a more intentional consumer in general I think that and luckily I feel like that we've shifted kind of it's today it's luckily more okay to not be a perfect um, mm -hmm. sustainable mm -hmm. you know consumer like it's it's okay to make mistakes as long as you're like keeping yourself on track and picking yourself back up mm. um, yeah it's not oh. about being perfect yeah Thank you for that, because I think that's what turned me off of the whole thing in general, because I was like, it's so black and white. Like, I can't, mm -hmm. I, I, that's not, I've always favored consistency over what's the opposite, like a burst of doing something. So that's, that's really helpful. That makes me feel so much better about no buys and low buys, yeah. that the, yeah. to let go of the perfection piece. 
Yeah. That's huge. And I think it's a matter of like, you know, you set your own rules. There's right. It's all, it's all you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, cause I think we like create this, like we think maybe it's a, maybe it comes from being competitive. Like it's like, Oh, if they're doing it, then like I've, I failed, I suck. Like, you know, it's just, mm. I think it really, um, you really have to come back to your why, mm. you know, you need a really good reason why you're doing this, why you choose to do this. Um, for me at the beginning, it was because I just, I, I needed to do something to change my life, to get out of debt because I would have been stuck in that cycle forever. Um, and then after that, it, it became something more like, I mean, now it's like resetting your dopamine system, like honestly, so that dopamine detox, the 28 days is there is actual science to back that. So um, it's it's learning to find pleasure in other things and learning to, you know, prove to yourself that you can do it. But for others, it could be, you know, learning to use what you have. It could be learning to find your personal style. It can be for sustainability, for the environment, like what's your why? And it has to be a good one that you believe in. Um, otherwise you just, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such you know. a great point. There's actually, there's something I wanted to try next time I try like a low buy. And, mm-hmm. um, again, it's like a really hands-on tip, um, that he mentions in that book. Sorry. I keep referring back to that. I gotta read it again yeah. It's, he says that, you know, when you're practicing or when you're trying to build habits of avoidance, like less frivolous purchases or buying less new clothes, for example, something you could do is to reward yourself every time you don't buy anything. So let's say Mm -hmm. you make a little uh, savings account or whatever it is. You have a piece that you're like a dream. I'm sorry. I have a lot of, um, Sirens. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's say you have like a dream item that you really want to save up for or something that you want to buy for your wardrobe. So every time you stop yourself from buying something frivolous that you don't actually Mm -hmm. need, you take like $10 and put into that savings account for that specific Mm -hmm. piece. So in that way, it feels like a reward for you every time you don't buy something. And I find that to be really like hands on because then Mm -hmm. you can kind of trick your mind into feeling like, okay, well, I can reward myself and I have that to look forward to now. Um, I feel like that's definitely something I would like to test out and try myself and see Mm -hmm. if that could do something. See how much Um, you save at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either like for a piece for my wardrobe or even say, okay, I want to spend less money on clothing and I want to save more up for like um, going on vacation or traveling or for like doing stuff with my family or whatever it might be. I feel like it's a really easy way to give yourself a a reward for like staying away from that bad habit um something that really triggers me and i think it's because i've um always like i've loved to do these like capsule wardrobe visuals and stuff like if you search pinterest that that, if you search capsule wardrobe I, i feel so drawn to that aesthetic so i think sometimes something that's triggered me is and this might sound really weird, but it, when I'm like looking through some of my content or even just my feed on Instagram, like I wanted to look aesthetically pleasing or I wanted it to, at least when I started with capsule wardrobes at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it kind of triggered me into feeling like I needed very specific things for my wardrobe in order for it to match with that aesthetic of a oh, yeah. true mm-hmm. capsule wardrobe. Um like the, the Chanel sling bags for like the perfect evening shoe or like, mm-hmm. and not really taking my 
style words into consideration, but more like the aesthetics of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh yeah, well, they look seemingly look perfect and you can style them in a lot of different ways. So they must be the perfect pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But it just removes so many layers, right? Of your personal style identity. Um, that's definitely mm-hmm. something that's triggered me sometimes. Yeah. So when, um, so let's say you do a no buy challenge. What do you do at the end of that month when it's time to buy something? How do you ease into that? Oh, (laughs) I mean, I love keeping a list. Maybe this is something Mm -hmm. I learned from you as well, Christina. Like I love keeping a list. Like sometimes just the excitement of keeping the list can like Mm-hmm. be it for me <laughs> you know not necessarily, not necessarily buying the piece but I think I don't know if you have a list of like 20 pieces then that's a bit excessive I think all at once so I don't know what the best approach is there like I would probably maybe you could prioritize them like make a little mm-hmm. you know this is definitely the piece that I want the most or that I need the most in my wardrobe I don't know what the best approach would be there um I think for me like by the start of this year, I just kind of went through my wish list and followed it with the season so that, you know, I bought pieces as it made sense with the weather and stuff. Tried to be yeah. a little bit, you know, think about the practicality of things and the functionality um, yeah. instead of necessarily buying everything all at once. Because again, still, even though I have a list of things that I like wishes, I might discover at some point that I no longer have those same wishes. Um, and there will be new wishes too. Yeah. That's the other thing. There's, yeah. There's always going to be yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. I find that can be the hardest part because even if you are quote unquote successful, um, I find mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of struggle I've seen and I've experienced myself is like, okay, so what do I do when, when I need to buy something? I think there's a lot, if you have chronic shopping issues um, or impulse buying, I think there's a lot of fear around like, what if I go back to my old habits? Mm. Um, like you and feel I feel almost like, uh, like scary relapse. to buy something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I find like, you know, transitioning from no buy to low buy. So like setting a few boundaries, for example, um, I, I really like the one of uh, like shopping secondhand first. So if there's something that you really, really like and that you want to buy, it's like, looking for it secondhand forces you to create distance and to create time around something. Um, Or like if you do go to the mall, it's like, I'm going to allow myself, like I'm not going to allow myself to buy nothing, but maybe I'll allow myself to buy one piece or, um, you know, if this is something, yeah, using the wish list and like creating that, uh, that guideline I feel like can really help or Mm. setting like a fun money budget. So it's like, I have, $100 $100 to spend and I can spend it, you know, all on on like one quality piece or I can go have fun at the thrift store or wherever you like to shop. Um, but I think like finding ways to ease back into that. And again, I think it really always boils back down to that like all or none mentality. Um, mm. And I think it's, I really, I'm learning that like no buys and low buys, it's really all about boundaries and knowing yourself mm-hmm. like what boundaries can you set that you can respect for yourself um which takes having self-respect and self-love to honor mm-hmm. those things too which i think you can explore 
maybe when you're not shopping and like using that as our, you know, as our coping mechanism Mm. in the meantime, I think it gives you some space to like get to know yourself and Mm. figure out what you like and what you need and maybe really where, where you really want to spend your money. Yeah. 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 That was well said. Yeah. That's beautiful. The setting (laughs) boundaries and sticking to them takes a lot of self-love and self-acceptance. I feel like that was spot on said spot on. (laughs) So, I mean, ultimately I think no buys and low buys can change the way we shop. I think Mm -hmm. if anything, as you've mentioned, Alyssa, or both of you have mentioned, if it creates a level of awareness around what you're doing and why, um, I think it can yeah, really. You've won. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Sorry. No, you have. It's great. <laughs> Jump in. It's a conversation, y'all. It's yeah. a conversation. I know, I know. Like, <laughs> you've won. But that's it. Yeah, no, that was yeah. so well said. Who says it has to be by the start of next year, right? Because I've actually thought about like doing that, like a, some sort of a challenge again. But like, I think that's the whole point, right? That you start when you get that kind of like, uh, you know, is it day one? Is it going to be one day or is it going to be day one? Like mm-hmm. you can start now. Oh. You don't have to wait until January. Before yes, that's you start. right. It doesn't need to be a Monday. It doesn't need to be yeah. January. That's right. Love that. Yeah. Yep. Set your own rules and uh, do it from a place of abundance and not scarcity. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so important. Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast. So if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustain this underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!